decades and centuries, people have asked questions like, when will the Lord Jesus come to rapture the church? Are the rapture and the second coming the same thing? What is the rapture? The word rapture is not in the Bible. Some say that it's not real, or is it? Also, there have been people who have claimed they have known the date to when Jesus would come and rapture the church. Are they right, or are they wrong in trying to deceive people? We will answer these and other questions next on the Bible Beacon Podcast. And welcome to the Bible Beacon Podcast. I'm Pastor Raymond Rivers, and we are glad that you're here. We're going to be able to hopefully share some things with you that will brighten your day and show you the way in which God would have you to walk. And we are glad that you are here uh, to listen to, I think, a very important podcast. A lot of, uh, of things are going on in the world, not just in Washington, but all across the world, uh, politically, economically, geologically, so many other things. And uh, a lot of people are beginning to ask even more questions than ever concerning Bible prophecy and end-time events. Today's episode is produced by my daughter, Hannah, and we are so thankful for her ministry uh, to uh, the Bible Beacon podcast, and it's greatly appreciated. Uh, Today's podcast is entitled, In a Moment. Uh, That is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 and 52. It says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Notice it says, in a moment. Here in a little bit, we're going to be sharing how that word comes about, what's actually uh, the original word, original meaning, and how it all comes about. And I told you a while ago that we're going to be asking some, or answering hopefully some questions that maybe you have uh, wondered about, and hopefully it'll be a help to you. And uh, I personally do believe that the next major event on God's prophetical calendar is the rapture. Now, a lot of people, we've talked earlier uh, in other episodes about the rapture, and people say, well, Brother Raymond, it's not in the Bible. How can you say uh, that uh, you believe in the rapture when the Bible doesn't even talk about it? Well, that's a fair question. But uh, the, the word rapture is not in the Bible, uh, but it is in the Latin version of the Bible. It is from uh, the Latin word rapturus, I believe it is. And uh, what it means uh, is what we commonly refer to as the rapture. Now, if you'll look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 17, it says, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up. Those words caught up is from the Greek word harpazo. Okay? And that is the word that we mean caught up. That is what the Latin says is rapturous, where we get our word rapture from. So while the word rapture may not actually be written in the Bible, the principle of the rapture is, and I believe with all of my heart, uh, that it is actually uh, a real, a live event. It is in the Bible, but there's an unfortunate uh, thing that a lot of people do. They try to merge the rapture and the second coming all in one event. 
The fact is, it is the next major, that is the rapture, is the next major event on God's prophetic calendar. Seven years later, that means there will be the rapture, the tribulational period, which is seven years. And at the end of that, there will be a time where the Lord comes back and actually steps foot on the Mount of Olives, as Zechariah chapter 14 teaches us. That moment when he actually sets foot back on earth in Zechariah chapter 14 is the second coming, okay? But when the rapture, the harpazo, the rapturist, whatever you want to call it, that is seven years prior to that. And the Bible says in Matthew 24, verse 36, But of that day and hour knoweth no man, know not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. So people know that at the moment of the rapture, when it happens, that seven years later, those that are left behind know seven years later is going to be the second coming. And I believe with all of my heart that there's a lot of people get confused because they confuse the fact that the rapture and the second coming are two separate events. And I don't know uh, about you, but I, I, I've gone to a lot of funerals being a pastor. I've preached them and been, uh, you know, attended them. And of course, my, my family members have passed away and have been to their funerals. But one passage of Scripture that is very helpful in this subject is 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. Now, I realize that a lot of people, when they talk about Bible prophecy, they 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 think about a lot of sci-fi type stuff and, and everything like that. But I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think there is any director, producer, or writer in Hollywood that could write a script quite like uh, this event known as the rapture. I know a lot of people have tried and, and everything like that, but I just don't think they can really fully grasp the, uh, this idea of the rapture. I want to read a passage that you hear at these funerals quite often. Uh, especially those of um, uh, Christian believers who have passed away. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, Paul is writing to a church there in the city of Thessalonica that uh, had been troubled. People had crept into the church and told them that those Christians who uh, had died before the rapture would miss out on the rapture. So Paul wrote to them this letter, and in chapter 4, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 through 18, it says, But I would not have you to be ignorant. Now, that just simply means unknowing or uneducated. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Now, we've used that word sleep a couple of different times, and, and that doesn't mean, you know, somebody took a nap. It doesn't mean so sleep like some theologians uh, say it is, but simply that means that a person has died and has been buried. It continues in verse 15, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. And Paul was writing, and in that last verse, which is actually the last verse of the chapter, Paul says, I want you to comfort one another. 
I don't want these people creeping into your church and getting you all upset, trying trying to get you to think that your loved ones who were Christians when they died were going to miss out on the rapture. I don't want you to believe that. I want you to understand that God hasn't forgotten them. I've told you this by the word of the Lord. Verse 15 says that those people who have died in Christ, when the rapture occurs, they'll be the first ones raptured. They will come out of the graves, the Bible teaches us. And then it says, uh, verse 17, then we which are alive remain, that is those who have not physically died, the Bible says, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. That's the rapture, or podzo, caught up to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now, I just want to tell you that when you look at this, this is a powerful, uh, powerful thing. You look at verse 14, the last part says, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. And that is the soul, the spirit uh, of those persons who have already passed on and have gone to be with the Lord. Their spirits will come and receive that glorified body and we will be with the Lord forever. But, you know, there's a lot of times that Hollywood, um, you know, tries to make a movie concerning the rapture and they make it this long, drawn out process. But as I read my Bible, the Bible teaches me that it's going to happen in a moment. And that word moment is so awesome. We're going to be looking at it here uh, in just a minute. But I told you that 1 Thessalonians 4 is often uh, preached at funerals. But another passage of scripture, maybe even at a graveside, uh, when the pastor is uh, you know, doing his final words over the, uh, at the funeral, he says in 1 Corinthians 15, uh, verse 51 and 52, as we read from the outset of, the, of this uh, podcast tonight, it says, Behold, I show you a mystery. Now, a lot of people say, why would he use a mystery? Now, at this point, they didn't understand about the rapture. They didn't know all that was coming about. And this mystery is the secret or hidden thing. Now, it's obviously not hidden that there is going to be a rapture and, and, and everything like that, that what's going to be involved with it. But there is still something that is secret or hidden about this is that we don't know when it's going to happen. No man knows the day nor the hour, but my Father only, Jesus said. He says, I show you a mystery. And this mystery, and he goes to explain it some, and he says, we shall not all sleep. That, again, simply means we shall not all die. That is, when the Lord comes back and raptures us out of this old world, there will be some Christians who have physically died, and there will be some who are still alive. But he says... We shall not all sleep. In other words, we shall not all die, but we shall all be changed. And that word changed means to exchange one thing for another or to transform. In other words, our bodies will be changed into a glorified body. We will take a body that is subject to corruption and then we'll be able to have a body that is immortal, that will live forever. But he goes on to says, but we shall all be changed in a moment. That's the theme or title of our podcast tonight. And the word in a moment is from a Greek word, atomos, which means that which cannot be cut into or divided. It means an indivisible moment of time. Now, Hollywood wants to make it a long, drawn-out process, and I guess it adds to the theatrical aspects and the drama of it all. But the fact is, the rapture, when it happens, is going to happen very quickly. How quickly is it, Brother Raymond? In a moment. 
The time is so quick, you can't even divide it. Then it goes on to say a little bit more definitive, in the twinkling of an eye, in less than a second, from what I understand, the eye can blink. And the Bible says quicker than that, or in quick as that, the Bible says that we will be raptured. That is, those of us who know the Lord. It says, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, and then it says, for the trumpet shall sound. Now, could you imagine? I mean, when a trumpet from heaven sounds, and the Bible says it does sound, it's going to be a sure enough, sure, clear sound. And then the Bible says, because of that sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. We shall be raised up from the dead, and we will be incorruptible. That is, uh, not liable to decay. We're imperishable. And so the Bible goes on to say, and we shall be changed. Now, I don't know about you, but I get excited about that because that means we're going to exchange this old body for a, a, a new glorified body, or at least this one will be made new. And, and I'm excited about that because the Bible says flesh and blood shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And a body that's flesh and blood is always going to have something that is uh, likely to get sick and uh, have cancer or heart attacks or strokes or pneumonia or something like that. The Bible says that we're going to have a body that is not subject to all of that. We're going to have a new glorified body that will last forever and forever and forever. And for somebody who's had cancer twice, that is an exciting thing. Now, don't get me wrong. The greatest thing about heaven is not uh, this thing of having a new glorified body is the fact that with that glorified body, we will be with Jesus forever and forever and forever. That's what heaven is all about. Now, I want you to see three things in this passage of scripture that you can take home with you. And this answers a lot of questions. Number one, the rapture will be quick. He says, in a moment, I told you that is from the Greek word atomos, where we, I believe, get our word atom from. It's a time, a moment in time that is so small that it's really hard to, you can't even divide it. It's so quick in the twinkling of an eye. A lot of people say, well, I, when I see the rapture coming, that I'll get ready. Well, listen, folks, you're not going to have time because it's done that quick. And now all of a sudden, you're left behind because you haven't asked Jesus into your heart as your personal Lord and Savior. You trusting Him for His grace to be poured upon you as He has paid for your sin by dying a bloody death on Calvary's cross, be buried and rose from the dead and from the grave three days later. So you can't say, well, I'll get ready when it's coming. No, it'd be too late then. You say, so... So you're telling me it's going to happen that quick? Absolutely. The Bible tells us that. Number two, it's not going to be a quiet event. I, I don't really know how to picture the rapture. I don't think there's enough of uh, details that really gives us the whole picture. It's still shrouded in this mystery, in this uh, uh, secrecy. But the Bible says, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound. And folks, I don't know about you, but I've never been around a trumpet that was quiet. I tell you what, it's so amazing because the Bible says, For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. The mighty resurrecting power of the Lord God Almighty is going to raise these people from the dead, but it's going to happen when the trumpet sound. Listen, it's not going to be a quiet event. 
As a matter of fact, there are some say that I don't think that uh, you'll even know when it comes. I, I don't know about you, but when millions of people across the world are missing and graves are bursting open, I, I just don't think it's going to be a quiet event. But it's not going to be quick. You can't get ready for it, you know, at the last second. You got to get ready now. And if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know the Lord Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, I plead with you tonight, don't don't go to bed tonight before you ask Jesus to come into your heart and be your Lord and Savior. And we'll share more about that here in just a moment. Because when it, this thing of the rapture happens, it's going to happen quickly. The second coming is not till seven years later, but the, the rapture, the harpazo, as the Greek calls it, is going to be quick, and it's not going to be quiet. The trumpets are going to sound. The graves are going to be open. And then the Bible says the rapture, or teaches us that the rapture will have a quantity. Now, what in the world does that mean? I want you to look at this passage of Scripture, and it's really powerful. It says, we shall not all sleep. That is, again, all Christians, some will die, but not all of them. But he says, but we shall all be changed. And as I look at this passage of Scripture, that's exciting because it parallels so well with 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, as we read a while ago, because it says, um, it says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Because we, we see back in verse 15 of 1 Thessalonians 4, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. In other words, those that are dead are going to go first. Those of us who are still alive are not going to go first. I guess because they're in the grave and got further to go, I guess. I don't know. But then all of a sudden the Bible goes on to say, Then, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. So we're not going to go first, those that are dead in Christ, and then those of us who are alive are going to be raised, okay? And that's exciting to me because, again, the Bible back in 1 Thessalonians, I mean, 1 Corinthians 15 says, we're not all going to sleep, we're not all going to die, but we're all going to be changed. That means there's a quantity, there is a number of people that is going to be saved. Now, some say it's the 144,000. That's not what I'm saying. I am not saying that. I'm telling you, and only the Lord knows what the number is, that there will be Christians who have died. They were born again, true uh, children of God when they died. There are people who are alive today. They're, they're alive on planet Earth, and they too are true children of God, born again into the family of God. And those two groups of people together form this amount of people, this number, this quantity that only the Lord God knows how many it's going to be. And the question I have is, are you one of those? Have you asked Jesus to come into your heart and life and become your Lord and Savior? Have you turned from your sins and turned to Him and wanted Him to wash you clean, forgive you of your sins, because you believe that He died a bloody death, was buried, and rose again? to pay for your sins and that he is the only way to heaven. Are you a part of that number that has done that? I believe with all of my heart that if I if I wasn't already saved, and I am, thank God for that, and that's all by his grace and mercy. Nobody can earn their way to heaven. It's a gift of God, as Ephesians chapter 2 tells us. 
But as we look at this passage of Scripture, it's going to be quick. So you got to get ready right now. Because when it comes, it's going to be too late. It's not going to be quiet. It's going to be some kind of event. And I'm not even going to try to portray what exactly it's going to be like because I just don't really know. But I do believe this, that when it comes, it's going to come quick. And it's going to be some, some massive thing. And that leads me to my third point is it will have a quantity. I don't know how many people are going to go up in the rapture. It's, a, it's, it's not a, a plausible thought to even try to figure out that. But I do know this, those that are dead in Christ and those that are alive in Christ, he's going to take us all together. He's going to rapture the uh, dead in Christ first and then those of us who are still alive and then we're going to be caught together with them and then we're all going to be with the Lord and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And praise God for that. Now, so no mere person knows when Jesus is coming back to rapture his church. I, I don't care uh, who Dr. So-and-so or Brother So-and-so comes on TV, radio, some podcast or YouTube video or anything like that. All Christians, all non-Christians, everybody on this planet, none of us knows when Jesus is coming back. Okay? Now, when he comes back again, I want to make it very clear. He's coming back for Christians who have already died and Christians who are still living. He's coming to get us all. So therefore, knowing that it will happen, and it's going to happen so quickly that there's no time to prepare uh, at the rapture, then we should be prepared right now. That is, we should be saved. We should be sure. That is, we have the assurance of salvation. We are studying our Bibles so we can live for God and share that same gospel message with other people who need to be prepared. And that leads me to my last point of serving. We all need to be ministering to other people, helping them either to come to know Jesus or even if they already know Jesus, we need to encourage them and help them in their faith. So tonight I want to ask you, do you know Jesus? I mean, if that moment was to happen tonight, if you went to bed and 30 minutes after you went to bed, the Lord came back, would you be ready? Maybe you're listening to this podcast and, and you've never asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart. I realize that on a Christian podcast, probably most people that are listening um, will at least profess to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. But maybe you have come to that point where... Uh, Somehow God has directed you to this podcast. Maybe uh, you found it accidentally. Of course, there's really no such thing. Uh, God has directed you to that. Maybe a friend has told you about it. But uh, maybe you just have finally come to grips with reality that, hey, the Lord's coming and you're not ready. But you want to be. I'd like to share a few verses of Scripture in closing. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And uh, that's Romans 3.23. And the consequence to that is in Romans 6, 23, the first part says, for the wages of sin is death. And that's eternal death. But praise God, Romans 5, 8 says, but God commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That is, the wages or payday or dividend or consequences of our sin is death and hell forever. But Romans 5, 8 says, Jesus Christ came and he took our place on that. In the last part of verse 23 of Romans 6, it says, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So it's a gift. God has come 
and God has sent his son to come, Jesus Christ, and he lived on this earth and died a bloody death on Calvary's cross and was buried and rose again to purchase a gift for you and for me. Then we go to chapter 10 of Romans, and it says in verses 9 and 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You see, it's by faith. It's not by works. It's simply just crying out to God. In verse 13 of Romans 10 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And the Bible tells us that there's coming a moment when everybody uh, that knows Jesus Christ, dead or living, they're going to be taken to a place called heaven, and everybody else is going to be left behind. And friend, I don't want you to be left behind. That's why I'm sharing this scripture with you tonight. It says, confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. You accept him as Savior, but you also accept him as Lord, the one who not only died a bloody death on cross on the cross at Calvary, almost 2,000 years ago, or over 2,000 years ago, uh, that he was buried in an old borrowed tomb, or new borrowed tomb, and then three days later, he conquered death, hell, and the grave, and my sin, and your sin, and he suffered all of that for us, suffered our hell, and he rose again, triumphing over all of that, and now he sits at the right hand of the Father, interceding. And I want to ask you, have you come to that point now that you're ready to be prepared? I'd like to lead you in a prayer. And if you've never prayed tonight, I just want to help you. I don't want to just give you words just to recite. I want you to truly mean them in your heart. And I just want you to pray a prayer, something, something simple like this. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you a sinner. And I am sorry for my sin. I know I deserve to go to hell. But your word says you love me. Your word tells me that you paid the price for my sin. And I put my faith and my trust into you. I turn from my sin. I repent of my sin and ask you to become my Lord and Savior. Come into my life. Wash me clean. Forgive me of my sin. And I'll do the very best I can with your help to live for you. I accept your forgiveness. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you said a prayer like that and truly meant it in your heart, I would love for you to contact me. The best way to contact me is just simply write uh, us uh, at Gospel Light Church. Okay? I pastor the Gospel Light Free Will Baptist Church, but you can just put Gospel Light Church, and that's good enough. Gospel Light Church, Post Office Box, 134, uh, Calera, Alabama. is spelled C-A-L-E-R-A. And that zip is 35040. Okay? And uh, we will send you uh, a free Bible and some other information to help you in starting your new life with Christ and how you can grow as a Christian. And uh, so, again, that is Gospel Light Church, Post Office Box 134, Calera, Alabama, 35040. Uh, I'll be preaching this Sunday, obviously, at our church in Calera. You can find more information about the times of our services and also directions. You can go to our website and find that information at www.gospellightf.com. 
wbchurch.com. That stands for Gospel Light Free Will Baptist Church. It's not what's over our door that really matters. It's who is in our heart, and that is Jesus, okay? So again, our web address, find directions and times of our services at our church. To uh, That would be www.gospellightfwbchurch.com. This is Pastor Raymond Rivers, uh, your host and preacher, and I hope that you'll contact us. Also, again, I want to thank my daughter, Hannah, for her help uh, in producing this podcast, and I hope to hear from you really soon. May God bless you, and may God light your way today. Hey, again, this is Brother Raymond Rivers. I hope that you enjoyed the podcast tonight, and I hope that it's been a blessing to you, encouraging. If you are a Christian and you've heard this podcast, let me encourage you to uh, subscribe uh, to our podcast, and the next time we send one out, that will be sent to you. And also, if you are a Christian, you know somebody that's not saved, or maybe it's not ready for the rapture, okay? Maybe it's somebody's accepted the Lord, but they've kind of drifted away. I want you just to encourage them, maybe send them a link to this podcast and encourage them uh, to uh, to listen to it, okay? So again, uh, again, subscribe if you can. Follow us uh, on our webpage at www.gospellightfwbchurch.com. So thank you. This is Brother Raymond Rivers signing off. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you.